Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've talked before about the idea that you own something, a business, and people buy homes or build homes near your business and then complain about your business despite the fact that your business was there before they were there. And it often happens with conflicting property uses. So, for instance, somebody's running a farm. People build nearby and go, hey, I don't like that farm being there, the way it smells, the animals. And uh, some states have passed laws specifically to protect farmers in situations like that. However, uh, this is another one you hear about from time to time, and it has to do with the racetrack in California. So the racetrack's been there for a long, long time, but some of the new neighbors don't like it, and they are taking steps to do what they can to shut down that racetrack, despite the fact that it was there before they were. So uh, James Gilboy wrote this for The Drive. Larry sent it to me. Thank you very much. And uh, I love The Drive. They cover a lot of these stories very, very well. Laguna Seca sued by rich neighbors for being a racetrack. <laughs> Laguna Seca is the foremost example of a racetrack choked by suburban sprawl. Though the circuit dates back to 1957, the track, which used to be secluded, has now been hemmed in by noise limits and calendar limitations enacted at the request of local property owners. Now the complainers are going for the throat by suing to end racing entirely, which could put the track's future in jeopardy. The track's operations are subject of a legal complaint filed in December by the Highway 68 Coalition, a group of nearby property owners and residents. The group and its legal representation pull out all the stops, arguing it does not abide, referring to the track, by environmental ordinances, that racing isn't allowed by zoning laws or the land use permit, and so on. They claim the circuit is a public nuisance and has caused and will continue to cause irreparable injury, not subject to money damages. So a lot of damages can be monetized, and oh, here's some money that'll make you better. And they're saying, oh no, that, that won't even do it. We need equitable relief. We need to shut these people down. The track already operates with strict limitations imposed by local authorities. The track disallows cars that are too loud, which is uh, anything more than 90 to 105 decibels. And as of a 1983 deal, was limited to just 35 event days annually, 24 of which were for 5,000 people or fewer. Because of the circuit's complicated history and legal status, it's effectively been grandfathered in as exempt to some local zoning environmental laws. The niceties of these laws, however, are being plied by the plaintiffs to try to shut this place down. Some of the operations are accommodated under language that allows the track to continue its past history of activity, with that period being defined as that occurring within the last three years. So as time moves forward, then the three years we're talking about changes. So the plaintiffs use this to frame the track's bounce back from the events of 2020 as a sharp increase in racing between 2021 and 2023, because you compare what happened to it in 2020. They also allege motorsport and similar events like track rentals substantially increased compared to similar operations from 1974 until 2021. That The track is still bound to restrictions enacted in 1985. Uh, a new land use permit redrew those boundaries in 2023. Of course, the plaintiffs don't want fewer races. They want them gone entirely. They assert that the land use permit and zoning laws only allow non-racing track use that renting out the track is forbidden. Uh, they seek to have all legacy protections stripped. The track is found to have a negative environmental impact, which they claim to be self-evident. Plaintiffs allege the number of residences and residents 
adversely affected by the increased noise and traffic has substantially increased since 1974. And of course, that last sentence only makes sense when you understand that residences is plural of a residence, and residents is plural of a resident. <laughs> but they're both residences in a roundabout way. I realize one's got another syllable that's harder to hear. Supposedly, the track has generated more noise despite the limited calendar and has inadequate facilities. The track purportedly has inadequate sewage facilities and water supplies, which the plaintiffs purport contain high levels of arsenic. No numbers to back up any of these claims are provided in the document. But understand that the track is on county-owned land, which also gives uh, a little bit less leverage to the people who run the track. So plaintiffs don't complain about a gun range situated closer in the track than the nearest development, a subdivision surrounding a country club, the club at Pasadera. Said club opened in 2000 as a master-planned gated community and advertises real estate on its website. The second closest development is also a suburban neighborhood built around a country club opened after the track's construction. While it's unclear which interests the Highway 68 Coalition truly represents, it's clear those with the most at stake are moneyed interests directly adjacent to the track. So, of course, the people who are motorsport fans have a lot of stake here, too, but they're the ones who are fighting this. So it's uh, an interesting situation. These things happen. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm old school on this where things do change over time, right? And so when my family moved to Birmingham, Michigan in the 1960s, uh, there was a road one mile from our house, which was dirt, a dirt road, 16-mile road was dirt, portions of it were, when my family moved to Birmingham. Of course, it got paved, and pretty soon there were subdivisions and malls and all kinds of stuff out there. But there was a time when there were also farms out there. Now, a lot of times the farms will go away simply because the property becomes so valuable, where somebody says, uh, do you understand that you could sell your farm to a developer who's going to drop in a subdivision, and you'll make a ton more money off this property than if you continue raising whatever it is you're raising. Okay, that's, that's how economics can solve that problem. But if there's somebody who's got an ongoing business concern that they've had for a long period of time and it's working and they want to keep doing that, when people move into the neighborhood, I have a hard time being sympathetic saying, well, you knew it was there. And we've heard about this with racetracks. We've heard about this with farms. And we've also heard about it with airports, I've heard of people who said, you know, I moved into an area and there's an airport right there. Now I got planes flying over my, over my property. Okay, the planes were flying over that property before you bought it. That was a condition of the property when you bought it. That didn't, I mean, unless they installed the airport after you bought the property, which they most likely didn't, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about this. And so, yeah, if somebody went into an area where there's all these beautiful subdivisions and said, oh, I'm going to clear this one area and put in a racetrack. I can see the people going, no, we don't want that here now. Obviously, we moved here because we like this place. But to say, well, we moved here because we like this place, except for that racetrack that was already here. <laughs> That's a problem to me. So this racetrack has been there since 1957. 1957. And now there's a lawsuit saying we want it shut down. And so it looks like... Legally, there have been incremental changes in what the racetrack can and cannot do as the racetrack attempted to accommodate the neighbors. But now it looks like those accommodations are being pulled out and said, okay, now, now let's take a look at how things are. You really ought to just shut down for good. So we see this happen a lot. 
Um, if you said, Steve, whose side are you on? Well, I'm on the side of the racetrack. I am. Uh, but I, I'll admit, I've never been there. I've never been to this racetrack. But I'm on their side because, in principle, I think if you move into a neighborhood and then complain about what you moved into, maybe you shouldn't have moved there. Ever thought about that? So Larry sent it. Thanks a lot. James Gilboy wrote that for the drive.com. Laguna Seca sued by rich neighbors for being a racetrack. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. You will only fail if you stop trying.